Good morning. My name is uh, Mike Hartman. If you haven't had the chance to meet me yet or don't know who I am, it's my privilege to be with you this morning. I, I serve as a missionary, and what that means is I live in a different country, and I tell people about Jesus, and I help people in that country start churches. And uh, for the last uh, 16 years, I've had the privilege to live in Mexico and do this. About two years ago, I was asked by the church, our church uh, to not only help people in Mexico, but also throughout all of Latin America, share Jesus and, and, and start churches. This morning, I'd like to share with you an event that took place that happened to a couple of other missionaries, very, very famous missionaries, missionary Paul and his companion Barnabas. Now, this happened long, long ago. They were actually sent out from the church that coined the phrase or coined the, the term Christian. And when they left from their home church, the first place they stopped at was the Mediterranean island of Cyprus. And after spending a little bit of time on that island, they decided to head from Cyprus and go to this important city in the Roman Empire called Pisidian Antioch. Now, in order to get to Pisidian Antioch, Paul and Barnabas had to first go on a boat and cross the northern part of the Mediterranean, and there they would have arrived at the port city of Perge. Now, the ruins of Perge today are very close to the city of Antalya, Turkey. And today, if you live in Europe, it's very easy to get cheap fares, cheap flights to Antalya. Lots of people go to Antalya from Europe because it's one of those special places on this earth where you can go swimming in the Mediterranean and skiing in the same day. So you can imagine how many people want to go there. Now, when, when Paul came, I don't think he had a clue what skiing is. And I'm sure he did not travel up the mountains in some air-conditioned passenger van. Rather, he most likely hiked it himself, probably with a bunch of other people that were traveling to the same destination in order to avoid the robbers that they might encounter along the road. Well, when Paul and Barnabas arrived in this city of Pisidian Antioch, they would have seen a city much different than what you see today. Today, the city's in ruins. But then, at that time, it was an impressive city. The main street of Pisidian Antioch was this wide street with shops on both sides, and it had actually a channel of water that went up and down that street. And a lot of people think that the street was actually covered so that not only as you were shopping, that channel of water would bring the, the, the water, running water to your bit place of business, but it would also cool off the shoppers as they were walking through this covered covered street. And when you get to the very center of the city, you would see a large temple. The people of Pisidian Antioch were, were very patriotic. They loved their emperor. Many of the people in Pisidian Antioch had, at one time or another, been a part of the Roman Empire. And their emperor that they loved was extremely famous. Imagine being so famous that now, 2,000 years after your death, people still know who you are. In fact, 
He was most famous and is most famous for actually being the guy who made a law that caused a young lady and her to-be husband, Joseph, travel to Bethlehem. That was Emperor Caesar Augustus. Now, by the time Paul got to Pisidian Antioch, Caesar Augustus was dead. But the people there loved him so much that they actually dedicated their temple to Caesar Augustus. Even though he was dead, they continued to treat him like a god. Now, a lot of people went to that temple. Right in front of the temple was the largest plaza in the city. But not everybody in Pisidian Antioch believed Caesar Augustus was a god. And on that Saturday, the first Saturday that Paul and Barnabas were in Pisidian Antioch, they visited a synagogue where there were people who believed in God Almighty and who were waiting for the promised Savior, but they did not know that Jesus had already come. And the Bible tells us that on that first Saturday, after they read from the Bible, then the leaders of that synagogue asked Paul if he had something he wanted to share with them. And so Paul stood up in front of the people, and he preached one of his sermons. Now, there are seven times in the Bible we can read one of Paul's sermons. This is one of them. And I'd encourage you to read it um, this afternoon. You can read it in Acts chapter 13. But if you read this sermon, it's really not much different than the sermons you hear every Sunday. Paul talks to them and such, and really the, the highlight message that he gets to is he says there, therefore, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is justified from everything you could not be justified by yourself. Now, Paul showed them their need. Paul told them about Jesus and how Jesus had amazingly died and also come back to life. But after Paul's sermon, a miracle takes place. It's a pretty amazing miracle. And we're going to read from Acts chapter 13, verses 42 to 44, and let's see if you can pick out this amazing miracle that happens. So this is now after Paul and Barnabas preached their first sermon. It was the first Saturday we were in Pisidian Antioch. And the Bible, God tells us, as Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, Many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. Now, did you pick up on that amazing miracle that happened? A 
This, is, here, this wasn't one of the times that someone was healed. Nobody walked on water. 5,000 people weren't given bread and fish for lunch. But the next Saturday, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. You know, there's one place in Pisidian Antioch where you could probably fit the whole city, and that's that central plaza right in front of this big temple to Caesar Augustus. And how did almost the whole city come and hear what Paul had to say? How could that happen? If you look here, you see that it wasn't Paul and Barnabas that were doing it because after they left the synagogue, people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. And when they were dismissed, they continued talking with other people. So it seems like Paul and Barnabas' week was pretty filled up with, with talking to the people that they had met on that first Saturday and explaining more about Jesus and sharing more about Jesus. So how could it all have happened? They didn't have televisions. No, they couldn't have put that on a TV, right? They didn't have smartphones. They couldn't have, uh, in Mexico, if you want people to know, you, you, you post it on Facebook or you WhatsApp it at someone. They couldn't have done that. They couldn't have texted everybody. So what happened is that the people who heard what, G, what Paul had to say, they shared it with everybody in that city. Now, now, Pisidian Antioch isn't a small little town. This is a big, important city. And during that week, the news of this guy who had arrived at this one small church and was sharing this message, that news spread throughout the whole city because everybody had to share what they had heard. And they said, come, you have to come next Saturday. You have to come and see this. You have to come and, and meet this person. You have to hear what they have to say. The reason those people were so motivated to share is because they got it. They got, first of all, how great their need was. And they got, secondly, how amazing God's love is. Now, I'm sure, you know, sometimes... I think we can fall into this trap where we start thinking that really the church work is, is the work that that's what your pastors do and, and, the, and, uh, and well, everybody's got their churches and everybody's got their own beliefs and here today it's so, it's so often, you know, people, everybody think, well, what's true for you isn't necessarily true for me. But when you stop and think for a moment, you realize God tells us there is truth. And the truth is that we and those around us fall very, very short from what God wants. And there's a huge need to hear about what Jesus has done. Now, I don't live in, in New York, and I know your pastors, I'm sure, can share better examples about that need in New York. But allow me to share an example of how this need to know Jesus is just hammered home to me where I live. About an hour from my house, I live in the city of Leon. Leon is a, 
it's a small city, about two million people, just uh, a few hours north of Mexico City. And I live in Leon, and if you drive an hour from my city, you get to this really beautiful Mexican city called Guanajuato. It's this uh, 16th century silver mining town. Absolutely, it's actually my favorite place in Mexico. It's this beautiful city. And if you go into the main plaza of that city, you'll see the Basilica to Our Lady of Guanajuato. And if you walk into that church, on the side aisle, you'll find a stand. And on the stand, there's a little offering thing where you can put some coins in. And above that offering, there's a picture. And the picture is a picture of baby Jesus with his hand out. If you ask me afterwards, I can show you a picture of this. So you see this little picture of baby Jesus with his hand out like this. And underneath this picture of Jesus, there's a sign that says, Dame una limosna para el santuario de mi madre. In English, that reads, Can you spare a dime for my mother's sanctuary? On December 12th of this year, I was in Mexico City, and we went to the Basilica to the Virgin of Guadalupe. Now, I looked it up, and according to uh, the Internet, there are about a million people show up in Times Square for the New Year's Eve when they drop the ball. On December 12th, between 7 to 8 million people show up at the Basilica to the Virgin Mary of Guadalupe. And a lot of them go on their knees and walk into this church. And when I was there, I was talking to people, asking them questions of why they were there and what they were doing. And the answers they were given would sound actually pretty good if you replaced the word Mary with the word God. You see, in Mexico, the least attended Sunday of the year is Easter. Jesus has become almost forgotten. So few people know what he has done. So few people understand his amazing love. And so we want to follow the model that we see here in Pisidian Antioch and help people share Jesus with others. You know, there's only a few of me, there's only a few of the missionaries. We spend our time teaching other people. But not that long ago, I was talking with another pastor, and I asked him, we were talking about what we thought was the thing that the church needed more than anything else. And that pastor said, Mike, what the church needs more than anything else is simply this, more people telling more people about Jesus, sharing Jesus. And you know, today, we're able to share things in ways that would have blown Paul's mind. So we were blessed and, and in February of this last year, we actually launched a website called Academia Cristo. On Academia Cristo, you can go there, and we have uh, videos. In fact, the one that we're really promoting right now is one called My Son, My Savior, which is, looks at Mary, but at the light of, through the light of Scripture. And you can watch these videos. We also have Bible studies that are Bible studies that, have, uh, that people can share with others that are easy to use. We have, have music and, and other types of things that people can share. So we have all these types of resources that we're giving away for free in Spanish. 
And when we launched it in February, we decided we need to f help people to learn about this. So we actually, along with it, started a web, uh, our, our Facebook page, the Academia Cristo's Facebook page. And since February, we're now blessed. We have 193,000 people following that Facebook page. And every week, we're able to share invitations with over a million people. And God has used that sharing so that now missionaries like me are actually studying on a weekly basis with 50 new leaders, people that are wanting to learn about Jesus and want to share Jesus with others so that they can start churches where they live in Latin America. Sometimes we can feel pretty small. Sometimes we can feel like we're in the way in the minority. Imagine what it must have felt like for Paul and Barnabas when they showed up that first Saturday in Pisidian Antioch. They had something really special to share. You guys do too. You know, I noticed this morning when I walked in on your, your mission, the first word is, is share. You guys get how great the need is. You guys understand more than most how amazing God's love is. May the story of those people, those unnamed people in Pisidian Antioch, and the story of those Christians in Latin America inspire you to share Jesus and tell others, come, you got to see this. Amen.